And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my counterpart, the Bronco-wearing, Idaho-loving, which is ironic because you have a Boise State shirt on, and I got a hat from Idaho. From oh, is that an Idaho brand? Is that what Idaho, that is? Louis, Idaho, USA, baby. Blue turf, blue field. How about, got, how about the Broncos? I own too much Idaho gear. I, I own the, an Idaho t-shirt. I now own a Boise State t-shirt. It, it's it's very random. But you obviously, everybody knows where I got this from. Got it from Homefield Apparel. Just got the best shit out there. Yeah, they do. I wore some yesterday. Clearly wore some yesterday. Uh, love our good friends over there uh, at Home Field Apparel. Joe, we got a lot to discuss because there's a lot of moving parts that are going around college football right now. Uh, Will Howard eyes Ohio State. We'll talk about that. What does it mean potentially for the Buckeyes that mm -hmm. he could be heading there? How much different is it than Kyle McCord? Really? It's not. Okay, calm, calm down a little. I don't disagree. But calm down a little. DJU going to Florida State doesn't really I, – I don't know how I feel about that. But nevertheless, we'll talk about DJU to Florida State. LSU completely cleans house, pun intended, at LSU. I'll let you mm -hmm. talk on it because I got AYS at 7, so about an hour from now. Give some potential candidates, all that kind of good stuff, but we will talk about it. Alabama has 972 players hit the portal today. Not really, but you get what I mean. A lot of players that hit the portal today. And Gene Chizik is out as the D.C. at North Carolina. So lots and lots to discuss. What are the big things that that you see in our headlines there? Yeah, the, the biggest thing is now that Cam – we didn't get to talk about this because of everything that was happening. And, of course, Cam Ward has to throw out the, you know, the, the most pivotal announcement right in the middle of the goddamn playoff when everyone's just sitting down to watch the game and get ready for the games – we now can react to this. That was a huge catalyst for the quarterback market. It, it was a huge, huge catalyst that immediately after DJU commits to Florida State, now Will Howard is going to make his decision. We talked a lot about how Miller Moss played really well, and I, maybe they said that they want to stick with him, that they weren't as excited to go after Will Howard, and it made more sense for him to go to Ohio State, which is seemingly more of an open job for him to step into. I, I mean, Joe, the truth is the kid was all but going to USC. Will Howard, yeah, every indication. USC, and then Miller Moss goes absolutely crazy in a bowl game. Again, don't tell Miller Moss that bowl games don't matter, right? I, I mean, and look, the the next start that he will get is against an LSU team who is replacing damn near their entire defensive staff. I, I dude, I'm telling you, I liked what I saw from Miller Moss. Like, I know that he plays my team in Week One, okay. Mm -hmm. I love what I saw from Miller Moss. It's not what he did. It's how he did it. So we'll talk on that. Uh, obviously, for me, Joe, uh, Brian Kelly, year, going into year three, um, firing his entire, not entire, but almost entire defensive staff, uh, D.C., corners and safeties coach. He's going to have to go get a defensive line coach here. Um, uh, Mike Dembrock heading back uh, to his stomping grounds in the Midwest in Indiana and South Bend and Notre Dame. Um, that's obviously and clearly the headline because I'm in it. I, I cover it, fight it every day. Um, something that need to happen now, I, you know, we, we were talking off air about Brian Kelly recruiting and I don't think people understand what he's doing. Like they see the number seven next to his name, 
but him getting nine out of the top 10 recruits in Louisiana, that's Saban level. Like the only coach that's done that here has been Saban. So I, I do think, and now he got a five-star, the number one running back in Harlem Barry. Yep. Uh, Bryce Underwood commits on the sixth. So a lot of things, if you're an LSU fan, to revolve around. This is a college football show. I'm not trying to make it LSU-centric. I'm just saying, right. obviously, it's it's some pretty big news. I, and to just to add to that, and, you know, I obviously take jabs at you, and we take jabs at each other on I the show. I never take jabs at you. I only tell you whole truths. Sure. Uh, one thing, you know, I think, in the modern era of college football with NIL and the transfer portal and the ease of movement amongst players, to have guys specific to the region of the school in the state to stay in the state, I think it's really important and more important than ever because guys are going to get enticed to move around. Guys are going to get thrown money. They're going to get tampered with. They're going to ask to leave. And at the end of the day, what's going to keep guys from leaving is a connection to and having a pride for being where they're from and wanting to stay close to home. It's it's huge that they're being this consistent and this strong in recruiting the region because you're going to have a cohesive team. You're going to be able to keep those depth players that might end up leaving if they were from Texas or if they were from California, if they were uh, from the Northeast or wherever, and that was where they were going for, for recruits. Instead, they're doing such a good job of recruiting that area that Brian Kelly does deserve a lot of credit for the way that he's done it. I agree there. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of people who like to go on Twitter and freak out about a lot of players hitting uh, the portal for Alabama today. I'm going to say something that's going to go over really bad, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to hammer us in the comments section. It's it's spring cleaning early for Nick Saban when it comes to those kids hitting the portal. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be rude. Those guys are never playing there. So uh, it's spring cleaning for Nick. I mean, you literally had their center in McLa uh, McLaurin, um, McLaughlin. Um, who said that he was he announced he was coming back and sent and tweeted out an edit only for saving to process his ass. You ain't coming back here, son. You cost me a natty. Damn, they already took they already took his name off of the R lads depth chart. Oh, dude. Oh my god, they didn't even hesitate to Not get his only, ass off this thing. So you want to hear something about the University of Alabama? Uh-huh. If you ever leave Alabama, you know, like some teams leave you in the record books. Did you know that they will pull you out completely? Really? Yeah, like it's like he's a ghost. Like he's never played there. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's tough, man. He, I said this the other day, that's he should be playing guard. I don't know if he's big enough to play guard, but he was if you can he, play he was center, fine. You can play guard. Uh, yeah. Newsflash, if you can play center, you can play guard. Now, you might not be yeah. great at it, but you're big enough to play it. Uh, Gene Chiswick out in North Carolina. We'll touch on if we have time there at the end. Um, Is it time for them to move on from Mac Brown at North Carolina? No, I don't I don't think so. I, I think, and we'll, we'll talk about this, I, I think that there has been a transformative wave for them. Absolutely not. The, 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 the direction that they have taken – since what they had with Fedora, absolutely not. I just think that this is the right move. Chiswick didn't get the job done, and down the stretch, defense started hot, and then it made a lot of bad mistakes at the, the end stretch of the year that cost them those games. Drake May played phenomenally. The offense played phenomenally, but there's only so much you can do when your defense plays as bad as they did. I want to make a joke so bad. I'm just not going to do it. What? I, I, what? I'm not, I'm not going to do it because I actually like Mac Brown. Okay. You know, like – 
But if I were to make a joke, you know, I heard that Mac Brown went hiking a couple of weeks ago. Joe, did you hear about this? And he was coming down the the hill. He was coming uh-huh. down the rock, the rock, you know, the rocks. Uh-huh. And he looks at his wife and he says, hey, honey, I need to take a seat. And there was a gentleman sitting there with a big old cane, big old tall cane. And he goes, how you doing, son? I'm, I'm Mac Brown. And he, I'm the head coach of North Carolina. And the guy turned to him and said, I know who you are because I'm Moses. That's how old Mac Brown is. Jesus okay? Christ. All right. <laughs> he was here when the Ten Commandments. Oh, my God. Is he the oldest? Uh, oldest he's got to be the oldest head coach in the country. Got to be. They need some infusion of youth. Yeah, he is. Mac's going to win a lot of games. Okay. But is it time to move on? We'll see. We'll, t- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right. Lots and lots and lots to discuss. Uh, Elk says yes in the comments that Honda McCord is not better than Will Howard. We will discuss that actually coming up first uh, in a chat. Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. Do us a favor, though, if you're on Facebook, like, share, share to those groups, share to your own social media pages. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Let's talk about our good friends at Bet Online. We talk about the transfer news, LSU, Alabama, North Carolina. We all do that. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! Texas isn't. No, you know, not. during the entire offseason, I um, I would say when we would play that coming back, but Texas isn't. And I almost had to eat my words because if they would have played for a national title, I would have had to. But now that they lost in the playoff, I do not have to. <laughs> I uh, love the turnaround. I love the it's turnaround. It's a great day. Thank you, Washington Huskies, for, giving, for allowing me uh, to do that. Joe, a lot of news in the transfer portal – a lot of quarterbacks, you know, like there's really good offense of linemen. There's a defensive lineman out there from Purdue. He's got some visits uh, that he'll be taking. But look, there are some guys quarterback wise that really it's, it's a big deal for a team. You got DJU that committed to Florida State. And then you got Will Howard, who is rumored to really he might be the next signal caller uh, for the Ohio State Buckeyes. With Will Howard potentially going to Ohio State, how do you like to fit? We, I already kind of pretty much know what you think of Will Howard, but what do you think of the potential fit him in Columbus? Yeah, I I hate it. I, I really hate it. And I, it's not so much that I hate the fit. I think that a lot of quarterbacks can succeed in that offense because it's it, it's very quarterback-friendly. We've seen a lot of guys that have stepped up and played really, really well. But it, to me, it's a huge red flag that this is this is what you, that you could turn around with. You forced... Kyle McCord out, who's a younger player who did look good in in spurts throughout the season. Understandably, he struggled. But if we remove 
the way that he played and just acknowledged that this is a young football player that was highly recruited that could still get better. Why is that the guy that you turn away from and you go to Will Howard? Will Howard's not much better than Kyle McCord. He, he's not. There's not much of a separation. Is he more experienced? Yes, he's more experienced. Yes, he's older. Yes, he's been to a, won a Big 12 championship game. But I've watched that guy make a lot of bad mistakes and a lot of bad throws, and he just got beat out by a freshman. He just got beat out by a freshman. That's the reality here. You're going with a guy who just got beat out by Avery Johnson, and you believe that you can get the job done with Will Howard. I, I don't think that there's much of a difference. I'm not going to say that Will Howard would even come in and start Okay, because, look, you know how much I love Air Noland. I think the name alone makes me love the kid that, you know, even he's more. He's not going to start right away. If anything, not, Devin Brown maybe maybe knocks him off. He's not going to start right away. You're, you're correct. Joe, the biggest thing for me is, is one glaring thing when it comes to Will Howard and why I do think it could make some sense here. Okay, yes. I mean, Joe, he's had over 700 – and are 750 passing attempts in college football. I think there's something to be said for that. Okay. Now, does how much does it change in reference to him being year one uh, in a system? But Joe, we're we literally though saw the Heisman winner, okay, and the Heisman finalist, both guys that had struggles at their old schools that went somewhere else and did do good. We actually have seen another quarterback that's done that who actually left Ohio State and Joe Burrow that came to LSU, and we remember how that went down. I'm not saying that he's th he's them, because I don't believe that he's Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, he doesn't, or even Joe Burrow. I don't think he has that ability. No. But it's one massive area where I think it does make sense. Where do you think that that is? Where? Brother, the dude had nine touchdowns on the year rushing. 24 through the air, nine on the ground. And I think the thing about Kyle McCord, okay, is that he was so immobile. This kid's not going to light you up with his feet. I, I'm Don't sit here and act like I'm coming here and saying the kid's extremely mobile. Okay. But he does, if there is an advantage from Kyle McCord, the dude can run a little bit better, okay, where I think he's more experienced. I do think that there are a lot of things that he can do good. And here's another thing. I think Kansas State has a lot of really good talent around them. Name a receiver at Kansas State. Well, he had one of the best tight ends. In, in I said ben name Sinet. a receiver from Kansas State. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't name one. Okay, you can't. But I went back today when I knew that we were going to talk about this and watch the Missouri game. That game against Missouri doesn't look as bad as we thought it did at the time because we thought, well, Missouri's just Missouri. They could get a 60-yard field goal to beat Kansas State. He had a lot of plays in that game against a really good defense, a really good team that had 11 wins this year, who, by the way, beat Ohio State and did better than anything that Ohio State had at quarterback. All I'm saying is I, I'm with you on I don't think it's a massive upgrade. It is an upgrade. And here's the question that I would have. If it's an upgrade, okay, how much further do you have to go to beat a Michigan? You're a touchdown away. I think in a game, Will Howard is a touchdown uh, a better quarterback than in a critical game than Kyle McCord. 
I, I I completely disagree with all this. At the very I most, that you this, hate the kid. The, you the, absolutely hate. I the don't kid. hate the. I don't hate the kid. They're, they're, just because I am realistic on his physical capabilities doesn't mean that I hate the kid. This is a lateral you can't move. Spell Joe DeLeon without hate. I am a hater. <laughs> this is a lateral move. This is a lateral move. I don't think not that for nine, Howard. It's not not nine rushing touchdowns in the Big Twelve is easier to produce than it is in the in, in the in the Big Ten. It it, it just is. There there is not nearly the same level of defensive lineman that he has to encounter. I think that number is a little bit inflated, and he also plays in an offense that does give him a little bit more of a liberty to do that. Is he a little bit better in the pocket? Yes. I don't think his decision-making, I don't think his arm talent, I don't think any of that stuff is at all better than Kyle McCord. It's equal, and the guy's played more football than Kyle McCord. This is why I hate the move. I hate that if he ends up picking Ohio State and going there, which it sounds like he's going to do that, for you to go with a guy who's played more football and has not that much better of numbers, has played average to below average at times, to bail on a younger player who showed brighter spots than what How Will Howard gave us, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. And frankly, I'm going to come out and say if if Devin Brown sticks around, which it sounds like he will, he could probably beat out Will Howard. I don't think that Will Howard is as good of a quarterback as, as everyone believed as he was. He is your typical early 2000s, late 90s, big, thick quarterback that – lacks the decision-making to actually play consistently and play at a high level. He's literally just there because he's big. That's what I get the vibes from Will Howard. And if that's what you want to go for, I, I mean, I don't think that that gets you a win over Michigan. It doesn't. Well, it could if Jim Harbaugh's not there. Um, I, I just firmly disagree with you in reference to Joe it not being an upgrade. I mean, the kid's got experience, and he's in a better offense. I mean, he's going to have better numbers at Ohio State than he did at Kansas State, buddy. But I mean, prob- do you not probably, agree with that? He's, facing, he's now going to be facing more difficult defenses, okay? He's obviously stepping into a quarterback-friendly offense, but as I've explained, not much of a talent difference between him and Kyle McCord. How much of an upgrade? It's not a matter of him being in a better situation. Does Ohio State get better at the quarterback position? I don't think that they do. I think that the but see, I just I'm gonna continue to disagree because I don't know if Kyle McCord okay, it's not so much as it now here's the only thing I will combat. Okay. The one thing I will agree with you on is I think that there's a lot of room for Will for um Kyle McCord to grow. I think they moved on from him a little too early. I, I think they, I, to be honest with you, I think there's parts of me that think that Ryan Day panicked. Because I again, think Ryan Day thought he could get Cam Ward and he didn't realize that Cam Ward didn't want to be. Cam Ward wanted to go to the NFL. Right. That was his but, plan. But the my whole time. point is, regardless, regardless if, okay, you get Cam Ward or not, I'm not, I am not telling Kyle McCord to leave. Like, why? I, I get Ryan Day wants to be a good guy, whatever. Why? I mean, Joe, how many times – let me ask you this question. How many times have we seen a good quarterback go to a different system and get better? Go go somewhere – or just progress at their own school? It's his first time starting. Like, it's it's not as – it's not – Joe, it's not as if that Kyle McCord 
can't grow in and blossom into a quarterback that can be really good. He does have some really good traits. Really good. I think his processing is not great. His no. processing is not great. All right? You knew exactly what Michigan was running on you in coverage. You couldn't get the ball where it needed to go. You did it against Notre Dame mainly because they had a player out. All right? I mean, you, you, you I, I digress. But he throws a rifle on a fourth and 17, not scared to throw it. I, I think Ohio State fans were a little – Ohio State fans, let me say this. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse. Because of the quarterbacks that you've had, you don't realize what it's like everywhere else in the country. You've gone after quarterback, after quarterback, after quarterback, after quarterback, after quarterback. Okay, arguably the worst one was JT Barrett. Right? Like the yeah, worst one yeah. you probably had over the last decade may be JT Barrett. Cardell Jones, maybe. Okay? You've had, for college football standards, elite talent at that position. You can't just always move on from a kid because you need to. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at here. I think that the decision... My problem with this is not that they had a desire to go get somebody better, but it feels like it was the reverse of what typically happens when the portal opens up. Typically, players enter and they think the grass is always greener and it sometimes isn't for some of these mid- to low-level guys. The opposite happens for Ohio State. They decide to tell Kyle McCord, we're going to look for a competition at the position. Kyle McCord enters, scares them away, and they're thinking that there's grass, you know, greener grass on the other side. They think that there is a better option, more viable option. And as it turns out, nobody wants to be a part of it, apparently, of the, the, the top guys. Cam Ward chose the NFL with an uncertain future with the NFL in play here. Some some people think he's a, a mid mid round pick. Some think he's a, a late first rounder. He opted for that over coming to Ohio State, and now there's no options on the table for them. That this was not a good quarterback portal class. It's not like last year. It's not like the year before. There were not a lot of good options, and Ohio State I think made a stupid decision and an assumption out of frustration that they thought that they could go get somebody better, and that didn't materialize. And this is what we're getting. Will Howard. If he's better, it's by a slight, slight hair of a margin because he's played more football. That's it. I think it's a stupid, impatient decision to bail on a kid and then to move on to just a bigger, dumpier version of him. Well, okay. Then let's transition here, okay, to a guy like DJU. Your thoughts on him going to Florida State? I. It doesn't really move the needle for me. I think it's fine. They've had a lot of portal fluctuation that's gone on throughout this process I don't think that this really at, at the end of the day Florida State needed to do whatever they could to stay within the conversation of the national championship of the college football playoff this at least adds a little bit of a bridge before they move on and and you know Brock Glenn's the guy or Luke Cromanoke ends up being the guy which is good for them it stabilizes to the point where you know he's not going to play like shit they're not going to lose the dumb games next year but I'm not really afraid of Florida State next season if DJ used my quarterback. I'm just I'm not. not. He's experienced. He gets the job done, but I'm, I'm not really afraid of him. I'm not either. I, I mean, now, here's the thing. Can they win 10 or 11 games with him because of the talent that's around him? Yeah, they can. Yeah. yeah. Because Clemson did it, right? I mean, like, Clemson legitimately did it. Um, 
I, I don't know how I feel about this, man. I, I, he's not going to have the dudes like he has with Coleman, uh, Wilson, and others. He's just not. And so, look, I, I'm going to say something that's going to piss off Florida State fans, and they're going to think that I hate him. And I don't. I really, really don't. I don't think you have the depth. Like where – let me give an example, okay? We're in Alabama, Georgia, um, LSU – Ohio State, Michigan, Joe, they can – elite dudes can leave, and they're, they're replenishing. Like Aiden Hutchinson leaves my, uh, leaves Michigan. Look mm. at the defensive line they have right now. Yeah. Right? LSU loses Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas appear. Okay? Uh, Alabama, pick a position. Pick a DB. Pick a defensive lineman. Pick anything you want at Alabama or Georgia. You don't – you're not there. Okay, Joe, I still think that they're a 9-10, possibly 11-win team. They're, they can make the playoff, all right, because of how bad I think the ACC is. Now, with all that being said, I'm with you. It doesn't move the needle for me. Um, he's a good stopgap, though, for the guys that they got coming in. He's a really good stopgap uh, for Mike Norvell. So I don't hate the move as much as you do because of that. Because, look – you get, I mean, because you, get I don't hate it. I don't hate the move. Like I, I want to clarify there. I don't hate the move. I just with limited options. It's not a bad decision. This is a guy who's played a ton of football, who is never going to make the, the big crazy play. This has always been my, my uh, qualm with, with DJ Uyunglu. Like he's never going to ascend and win you a football game. He's just not that type of a guy. Does he keep the offense on schedule and does he do the bare minimum to you know prevent massive mistakes? Yeah, he he does. We we saw what his ceiling was when they played Oregon this year. That is the what you're getting with probably a slightly better overall offense and a better defense to support him. The most as you're saying that they're going to get to next year is 10 wins. I, I don't see a world that they can do more than that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I can because I think that the ACC is so down. Like, unless Clemson reemerges, Joe, they could win 10 games in the regular season and then win a conference championship game and get to 11 wins. Like, there's a path there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, it, it's not like DJU and Oregon State where, look, in every single week he's got Utah, Oregon, Washington, USC, like whoever it may be. Right, like he's not facing that juggernaut. He he's coming back to the ACC, and he's been there before. He's been in that situation uh, before. All right, let's move on uh, from that, Joe. I, I've been sitting on something for about twenty five minutes. Um, so, Blake Baker, Missouri defensive coordinator has emerged as the leading target for LSU's defensive coordinator job, uh, Brandon Marcello of 247 uh, Reports. I am going, Joe, what I'm going to do here, because there are LSU fans in here, I'm punting this for the current moment. 
okay, because I'm trying to clarify things on the fly here. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that the that I he's not lying. <laughs> so okay, uh, can we move up this LSU thing kind yes. of, uh, before this because of the Blake Baker news? Now yes. listen, Blake Baker is a defensive coordinator at Missouri. By the way, just signed an extension at Missouri. Was a defensive coordinator at Miami, then was a linebackers coach at LSU. Kind of grew a mythical being to himself because of guys like Damone Clark, who's now starting with the Cowboys, went from looking like being a guy that was on this past LSU defense to someone who would have been a first-round pick if he didn't fracture his neck. Goes to Missouri. Joe, look at Missouri defensively this year. Like, look at them. They're they're monsters, okay? Blake is a guy that played at Tulane. People here love him. Now, let me just tell you something. It was reported by LSU people that LSU did not have the money to go spend to fire their entire defensive staff and go and buy someone out and bring somebody home. That is the biggest lie on the face of the planet, Mm. okay? With all of that being said, what are your thoughts on him being the leading target as of right now? Now, if you're watching this video when it's clipped, he could be hired or, or you know, a lot of things can happen. A lot of things change in sourcing. Um, but your thoughts? I think it's really interesting with the timing of them, him getting the extension. And look, as a fan of a team that was just actively pursuing a Missouri coordinator – and they immediately blocked him up to keep him from leaving. Uh, I'm holding my breath a little bit. But as you're talking about, he's got ties to the region, which is massive. Just purely from a coaching standpoint, what he would bring to LSU. First of all, I was pretty surprised that they ended up moving on this quickly from Matt House. I, I, it seemed like that they were going to give him a, a second chance, but that does not end up coming to fruition. What Baker has done at Missouri, taking an athletic group of guys – that were mid to lower level recruits in the SEC and to turn them into weapons, I think is a tremendous accomplishment. I can't even imagine what he'd be able to do with the arsenal of dudes that he could bring in and have at LSU. That that to me is what's really, that's what I love about defensive coordinator hires like this, that when you go and get a guy who coaches at a lower level power five team and produces massive results, because the minute you give them real talent, you know, the, the ceiling is is tremendously high. I know exactly what he can do. I, I've literally seen it. Like, if you're an LSU fan, Joe, you've seen it with a guy like Damone Clark. Now, the question becomes, okay, you had a guy that was here. Now, BK's going BK to take some heat from this because he let the guy go, right? Like, you had the guy in-house. You let him go when you were hired. I get it. You're on a team that's six and six. He goes and gets the head co- or DC job at Missouri. Had really good year this year, but I agree with you. We've seen it, and here's the thing: he will recruit, and he's got a stable of dudes that are coming in here. Um, gonna have to give him some time, okay? If he comes to LSU to rebuild some things, but Blake Baker would be one hell of a hire if it does emerge that he's the dude. But speaking on that too, just in case people didn't miss it. Uh, LSU fires their entire defensive staff besides Bob Diaco, who's a former Notre Dame DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Jantic, who I do think will have a role in this on this team. I don't think uh, maybe he will be an analyst. Maybe he does coach a position. We'll see on that. 
Uh, but, Joe, your thoughts. You know Brian Kelly more than most people do. Um, he's done this before at Notre Dame, but when it the, it started going off today that Brian Kelly was like, look, man, see ya. Uh, what did you think about that? Biggest thing, knowing Brian Kelly, and I was talking with uh, with somebody who, also a Notre Dame fan, was was making these comments before they made the firing. Brian Kelly has notoriously waited way too long to fire some of his assistants. I watched him do it at Notre Dame, and that was what you know at one time led to one of their worst seasons in his time when he was the when he was the head coach at Notre Dame. I really didn't think that they were going to fire Madhouse because I was so used to him letting the the, the leash run way too long with these guys that clearly are not going to get the job done. But not only does he fire House, he fires the whole coaching staff. That that to me is a huge step forward for Brian Kelly. That is something that I have never seen him do and that I thought was pretty unexpected. I think they should go after Brian Van Gorder, though. I think that that would be a... Shut your, <laughs> shut your mouth. But, but, but ironically, Brian Kelly did bring that up, talking about Van Gorder was in his wedding and fired in midseason. Like oh, he was brought up to him in the context of, have you ever fired a coach midseason? He goes, I fired a guy that was in my wedding three games into a season. You know, like, and, and, and so... Look, here's the thing, Joe, and I know you're going to get mad at this. I don't why I don't know if Brian Kelly was given the leash like he was at Notre Dame, like he's given at LSU. Like LSU's not going to bat an eye at a five million, five point four million dollar buyout on anybody. They're not going to blink. Like it, you can't blink in the SEC. I know that you're at Notre Dame, okay, but Joe, I, I, and I love you to death. There's a difference of playing Louisville every year or playing even Clemson or having a schedule like LSU has had in the past where in a month span they're playing Georgia and Alabama. Oh, and by the way, throw in Ole Miss. They're not going to blink about firing a dude. Now, I know you're probably going to take what I just said out of context. What, I, what I'm saying is he can't, he can't allow that to happen here. I, I I don't really totally agree with the the part of the statement that he had there. I don't think that what, those two things are related. I get what you're what? saying. I get what you're saying, but I don't think that his past at Notre Dame and him holding on to guys too long has anything any relation Buy out, to buyouts. Don't come into a play here because I saw with your old administration that you wouldn't go pay out a dude and Andy Ludwig at Utah to come to Notre Dame. Well, well, they just okay. I, they so I, about, I understand what you're Mike saying, but Denbrock's, a lot. A, uh, hold um, on about Mike Denbrock's contract. He didn't sign it. The buyout was less than a million dollars for you to come and get Mike Denbrock versus versus yeah, it I was did. two million. I I did hear about some of the complications with the with his contract and the. Didn't you guys get just get a new governor too that kind of shook things up a little bit with I, that or no? That's all okay. a lie. I've been hearing okay. it. It's all a lie. None okay. of that happened. All okay, right. but I don't think that those two things are related though. I think that Brian Kelly has had an issue holding on to guys too long. And I think that this was trending towards that. Like, did, did let me ask you this. Did they did they decide to fire Madhouse after the bowl game? Was that predetermined? Or did because they play because they played such a shitty game in the in the bowl game, it was the they nail in the coffin all year. I know they did, but do you think that the bowl game was the nail in the coffin that he was like, you know what, we're not no. doing this? No, I don't. Because I don't think you go after a bowl game and fire him. I, but I, I don't like the timing though, because they they they're doing it after all these other moves have happened with coordinators. Not if you're not if your number one guy was Blake Baker. If your number well, one guy, but now you got to get him to leave after he signed an extension. 
again, they're not going to blink. Like this is another day. This is Joe. I know, I know, but w- it just seems really poor timing. It's not poor timing it. at all. It's I, after I it's after multiple top guys have gotten extensions. He goes through signing day at the okay. end of the year. He fires him, and here's another thing too. Okay, he's already had to shake up his coaching staff on the defensive side this year because a position coach went down. You know, had a like a stroke type of thing at practice, and he's already had to bring up like pull up analysts. He probably doesn't have another on, a lot of on-field analysts at that current moment. I mean, they had to bring in Pete Jenkins' old ass for crying out loud. I, I, I just, look, I, I think it's a good move, and if Blake Baker's the guy, you know, look, maybe they already had the finances. Who knows? Who knows? But it's not a bowl game thing. I'm telling you it's not a bowl game thing because they didn't okay. – they actually played better in the bowl game. All right. Um, let's do this, Joe. Let's talk about our good friends over at Home Field Apparel – uh, Alabama, a lot of players hitting the portal there. We'll talk about that. And then Gene Chizik going uh, or, or parting ways or mutually exclusive is what he said. Um, leaving North Carolina, we'll talk about that next. Let's talk about our good friends though, over at Homefield Apparel. Don't go anywhere. Rafino and Joe Show is brought to you by Homefield Apparel, which is the best, without a doubt, premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over 150 different colleges that you can choose from, whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan, maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan, whatever it is, even Idaho. They have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Rafino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R-U-F-F-I-N-O Rafino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and get your college gear today. Something that a lot of Alabama players are going to hear this year that go into the draft. None quicker, though, than Dallas Turner, literally 30 minutes after the game, uh, declaring for the NFL draft. I mean, he was asked the question in the postgame. He said, yeah, I'm going to the NFL. I think a, a lot of people are blowing it out of proportion because he was actually just asked the question. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, Joe, that's not what made the headlines today at Alabama. Obviously, what made the headlines today at or in Tuscaloosa, was all the guys that entered the transfer portal. I said in the beginning of the show, I'll say it again, it's spring cleaning. Like, they're not losing anybody worth of value here. Maybe, no, they're not. Spring cleaning. He does it every year. He he literally does it every year. What what am I worried about? He just went and got a kid from USC, one of the, a former five-star corner. He ain't worried about these dudes in the portal. He probably processed half these guys, if not all of them. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. I'm not really worried. And we talked about this differently for USC because there's a little bit of a different tone. And I like I don't know how much you could call it spring cleaning when you're getting rid of a bunch of up and coming freshmen that didn't really play much um, or are still developing. I agree with you, though. I'm not totally wor- worried about it. 
the guys that they're losing probably weren't necessarily truly in the rotation. I just think it's wild that this poor McLaughlin kid, the center, doesn't play great, doesn't snap great, blocks fine, but does not have a good day snapping the football in the championship game. That does has a lot of issues against Auburn in the SEC championship game, and he just gets pieced out on. They completely dip out on him because of the way that he played this year. No, no ifs, ands, or buts of, hey, let's try bumping you to guard. Nope. The dude's gone. Um, I wonder what direction they go in at center, though. I, I don't know who's next up. Joe, the man just had his worst team in two decades. Okay? And he made the college football playoff. I Look, <laughs> I'm an LSU fan through and through. But I'm also not an idiot. The man made the playoff, which, by the way, now it's expanded. Okay? Mm-hmm. With his worst team that he's ever had at Alabama. Without question, the worst team that he's ever had. Because what are you, you go, what last year, Bryce Young, that Bryce Young team? No, it was better. It was a better team. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you for my point exactly. It affects nothing. It, it, it literally, who's going to play center? They're going to find somebody. Now, can they go down the road? And I mean, you can't just lose dudes. All right. I'm, I'm not just, no. can't just lose dudes. It's spring cleaning for Nick. And, and the problem is, is, Everybody is dancing on the grave, so to speak, on Alabama. I get it. Most people around the country that are not Alabama fans love when they lose. You love when they lose. Me as an LSU fan, love when they lose. But I'm going to be realistic. Newsflash to everybody. They're going to be better next year. (laughs) They're going to be better next year because either Jalen Mayorow takes a step up, or one of these young five-star quarterbacks that he's recruited, I promise you will emerge. Joe, their problem is not defense. Their problem is not offensive line to some extent. Wait. I still think, what? I, I don't know if I want to jump to that conclusion that they're going to be better no, next year. Because wait, 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 wait. They're going to be losing a lot of talent. They're losing some depth, which is not a problem. But they're losing a lot of talent to the NFL draft. They are. Dallas Turner is gone. I would they assume they a lot of NFL talent to the draft every year. I, I I just feel like their most important players this season. I understand that. I understand, and they do reload. Alabama does reload, but I don't think that I can sit here on January third without a full off season and say that they're going to get better. I don't know what their quarterback room's like. I think that the biggest thing at the end of the day, and this is going to, this really makes a lot of people upset when you say this. I really have no idea if Jalen Milrow can get them back there. I really don't. Yes, he can get them to a playoff because it's easier to get into the playoff, but those mistakes are going to catch up to him. And I just see all of these other teams in the conference improving on a, a, you know, throughout this whole offseason. I think that they're losing a lot of talent. If they lose Dallas Turner, Braswell, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and Tyrion Arnold all to the draft, that all of those guys are going to be top 50 picks. All of them. That's a lot of talent to lose. You do realize, you do realize, okay, he got to the playoff with Jalen Milrow with all those dudes, okay, and couldn't get there the year before with Bryce Young. 
And by but the he, way, wait, wait, but he still had a, those guys draft, on that roster, though. Okay, but from a draft prospect perspective, uh-huh. he lost just as many dudes in a dra- NFL draft last year. The most notable guy that he lost well, defensively he lost three was lineman on the uh, three defensive linemen this past year. Wait, wait, but the, their interior defensive line was very inconsistent last year, and Will Anderson was their best player. Ends up going on to the NFL and has been phenomenal, but. You know, the guys that, that have filled in and, and stepped in on their defensive line were better, except for no one replaced Will Anderson. I'm not saying that. The guys in the interior that stepped up were better, and they still had those defensive backs that stuck around for another year. And on top of that, you know, th- look, I just – I don't know who's next up at DB. I don't know who's next up at corner. I think that it is it is such well, a hard position to play. five-star dude from USC in the portal. You know exactly who's up next. I'm not going to jump to that conclusion. I'm just not. Oh, my Christ. You got to be able to see the forest through the trees, Joseph. I'll see it for other teams. I'm not going to see it for them. Who? I, I, I'm sure that they're – look, I'm sure that they'll be fine. I'm sure that they'll be fine. To me. I hate Why? when you this. I hate when you make me defend Bama. I hate it. They're losing two first-round corners. We have watched plenty of teams try to replace that and think, oh, I'm sure that they've got somebody up next. And they end up having to throw young guys out there that aren't necessarily ready. I I, I can't with you because you make me defend Bama and I want to throw up. I'm, I feel like I'm having a mini heart attack. This is the world you live in. What, the heart attack or are you making me defend Bama? Defending Bama. I hate it. I mean, what, who's to say Julian saying doesn't come in as a freshman and just go off? I doubt that that – I doubt that he's ready to play. Probably so. Chris H. says, I'm with you, Joe. F Bama. It's not about it. – look, again, it's not that I don't hate Bama. Can we be realistic? Uh-huh. Joe, they're going to make the playoff. Yeah. Joe, they're going to yes. make the playoff. Yes, they're going to make the expanded playoff. There's no doubt about that. Okay. They can be a little bit weaker. I guarantee you, and you're not going to like, they probably have a really strong chance to be in the Final Four. I just don't want to commit to that because I don't think, I don't think, I just don't think that they're they're necessarily, it's a foregone conclusion that they get better. I I don't think that that's going to happen. That's that's where I'm pushing back. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying they're going to have six wins. That'd be insane for me to come out here and say. Kool-Aid McKinstry went out, Trey Amos comes in, and they don't miss a beat. Like, uh, uh, Joe, uh, again, I've seen this too much. I, I'm not uh, – no. No, sir. I, I'm not doing it to myself. I'm not going to let you talk me into a situation where, oh, Nick Saban's in trouble. Because well, all okay. offseason, all offseason, you said that they were going 9-3. and three. I heard a lot of national media saying they were going 9-3. and three. And what did, what did Blake tell you? They went 11-2. and two. But what did Blake no. tell you? I said that their absolute worst floor, absolute worst, was 10 and 2. They went 12 and 2. They went 12 and 2. They won the SEC. What do you do? You really believe that Jalen Milrow in another year is going to be worse? Be honest with yourself. I look, I've said this before. Guys who don't have that instinct tend to not really make, make a lot of improvements. He's got a lot of work that needs to be done. Okay. 
I by the way, by the way, I just want to like to round out this point. I almost forgot. I I recall in the offseason, I commended the Kevin Steele hire, by the way, and look how that turned out. I thought that that was a really good hire. And I think you completely disagreed with me. You thought it was a bad hire. No, I did not. Oh, no. Maybe I, it wasn't you. Maybe it was somebody else. Yeah, it wasn't me. I promise you it wasn't me. Promise. All right. Let's round it out here. We do have a, a, a super chat, maybe two super chats in here. Oh. We do. Um, sorry, Alex, that we missed yours. He said the $5 super chat says, how much money to ban Joe from talking about Ohio State? He literally knows zero about Ohio State and takes – and his takes are awful. McCord has one year left, Joe. I don't wait. I don't think that you said that he didn't have that you had. He I had, mean, I wasn't talking about his eligibility. He was a, he was a junior this past year. Yeah, but he would have the COVID year. I regardless of eligibility, that's not the point. He was a younger player starting his first season as the starting quarterback at Ohio State. That's the that's the, the the in terms of on field experience, he had room to improve, and I think a lot of people forget that he was a very highly recruited kid, very very highly recruited. I believe he was the same class as Quinn Ewers when Quinn Ewers reclassified. That that's right. They were in the same class. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my jersey, guys. I, I don't care. You saw that they that there were people saying that uh, um that Quinn Ewers completely messed up Ohio State when it comes to quarterback recruiting because he left? I actually don't disagree with that. I 1,000% disagree with that. Why? Because why? the kid was committed, and then there was a preparation he, no, and an assumption that four. he would – He's going into year four. At worst, at worst, at Ohio State, you should have a Mac Jones, Bryce Young type of situation. No, it's horrible recruiting uh, by day. At worst <laughs> – at every, wait, wait, wait. every oh. single year, you're not going to have – you're not going to bring in like a huge name, next face of the program type type of a quarterback. Was okay. C.J. Stroud, when he came out, nobody really realized C.J. Stroud. But C.J. Stroud was still phenomenal and one of the better quarterbacks that has played for Ohio State in the last 10 yeah, years. Yeah, but like he, he wasn't been, that coming in is what I'm saying. He was he still was a not, pretty – no, he was still a pretty highly. Yeah, he was, kid. but he wasn't the like the dude. He wasn't the dude he, coming. He out. wasn't. But when you get a commitment from one of the highest rated quarterbacks of all time to come play for your program, you're probably assuming that that is going to be your quarterback in two years when C.J. Stroud declares for the NFL. There's probably wasn't a lot of an investment in. Figuring out that next guy, I, I don't. Dis I think that that really definitely did set them off. Bullshit. I'm sure. I'm sure that they thought McCord was Mac Jones for them. I'm sure that they thought that that was what he was, and he ended up not playing to to expectation or that they hoped. I know bullshit when I smell it, and that's bullshit. Um, C Black with a five dollars super chat says transfer portal hurts depth for everybody except Georgia. Um, no, I, I don't think that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It doesn't hurt Bama because like, not every single team has huge waves of guys entering the portal. Yeah, I it, think that the portal only hurts the teams that have poor roster construction, poor cohesion, poor you know, just bad culture. I, I think that that inevitably is it. I also think that what we're going to start to see in the next couple of years, the teams that I, I know the guy had a Florida State logo. 
the teams like Florida State that bring in these huge waves of portal classes and all these big name portal guys that haven't been there for very long, those are the teams that get picked apart because those guys just, you know, they're used to shuffling. They're used to leaving if they don't think things are going the way that they want it to. We'll see, man. We'll see. I, I just, I don't, again, you, you make me defend Bama on this goddamn show, and I hate every fucking second of it. I have to defend Ohio State. I don't want to do it. You, you're, you're, I, I feel like I'm the reasonable parent in the room. So does that make me, never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say, your, does that make me your daddy? Yes. No, no, no. I was going to say, does that make me your wife? But the, I, I didn't want to say that, but now that that's on the show and it's clippable and anyone can have, have fun with that. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get to Gene Chizik before we get out of here. So Joe, I asked you uh, this question before um, we got to this segment. Uh, I, Gene Chizik and UNC parted ways today. Felt like it wasn't, but it felt mutual. They tried to put it in a mutual light that, you know, they're both separating. Uh, look, he wasn't good. He was not good. We talked about it during the entire offseason. And then everybody freaked out when they played South Carolina and had like 97 straight sacks. Everybody's like, oh, my God, UNC Gene Chiswick. Remember, it's like game one of the year, one of the first games of the year. Joe. They weren't good. Fool's gold. Complete fool's gold. But I'm going to, I'm also going to put this out there too. I love Mac. I, 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 I like Mac in college football. I don't know if you don't need to go in a different direction. Like, I don't agree with that. Either you're adapting or you're dying. I mean, this dude literally had Drake May in the ACC. When Fedora was there, they were a fucking joke. UNC yeah, but- was a complete and utter joke. I think UNC, there's a lot of parallels that can be made for the ceiling of UNC as a football program and Kentucky. Bob's, and we didn't fall, we, we didn't fall for this trap, but a lot of Kentucky fans were frustrated with Bob Stoops and thought that they were starting to take steps backward. And people forget that Kentucky was getting run through, was getting a train ran on them by the SEC every single year, okay? They were terrible, and now they're competitive, and they do produce nine, ten win seasons or can can get to that level probably not much further. I get that they've fallen short, and they've had a lot of talent that has not been actualized, and they missed out on Drake May and being a, a playoff team, possibly. But at the end of the day, the way that they're playing is a million times better. They're in the top four of the conference right now. When was the last time that we know that North Carolina was in the top four conversation in the conference? Did they underperform this year or no? They did. But why are our expectations so high? Because you have Drake May in the ACC and they're in the ACC is ass. They're ass water. They how much suck. how they much better of a coach are, how much better of a coach are you going to get to come to North Carolina? He's old. He's not adapting. Joe, if this were anybody else in the country that had Drake May in that conference, you would say that they're on the hot seat because but because it's Grandpa Mac Brown and he's lovable and I love him to death too. It's like 
oh, you know, he can do whatever he wants. There is more national investment into talking about North Carolina than there has ever been, ever been. I don't disagree with you. If Drake May was at another school, yes, we'd be talking about them on the hot seat, but most programs have higher expectations. It's North Carolina. They are not a typically competitive team. They're just not. Could, couldn't we sit here and say the same thing about Kentucky and Will Levis? Couldn't we say that? Well, that they, they didn't get to where they needed to be with Will Levis, and now he's doing great things in the NFL? There's a difference in playing in the ACC than playing in the SEC. There's a there, massive, 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 massive difference. There is, but Kentucky's quality of roster is higher than North Carolina's quality Kentucky of roster. Kentucky was in the ACC with Will Levis, and they couldn't get over the t- Yeah, they'd win the conference. North. They'd win the conference. They would win the conference. Yes, there's a massive difference. It's, Joe, again, it's, they got beat by Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. I just don't know who you think that they're going to go get that is going to turn this team into a conference winner. Well, let me ask you this way then. Is Mac Brown underperforming with the talent that he has and the ACC? Okay, if I remove the expectations, yes, he is underperforming. You can't remove for- expectations. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? what? I'm in sales. What you're basically saying is... Wait, wait, but you're agreeing with me. You're agreeing with me, though, that, yes, there are expectations. Okay, there are expectations. Why are we giving him these ridiculously high ones when the expectation is should just be for them, and I think for the boosters... Play for a conference title, religiously. They were in the conversation. Oh, the conversation? They still finished in the top of the conference. They're not the best team in their own damn state in football. They're better than NC State. And that coaching staff has been there a lot longer. Who won that game this year? NC State's coaching staff has been there a lot longer than North Carolina's. Joe, they got a better record than them. I, I don't I don't think that there is someone much better out there that North Carolina is going to go get that is going to uh, make that team so much more competitive. Grandpa lover. Sounds like a horny-ass statement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that. All right. I hate doing that to Mac Brown. But, yes, this is true. Blake looks like he's about to pull out his hair. Grandpa. Lover. What else is new? <laughs> I mean, I don't have my – you know, it's thinning up there, Joe. When you get old, your hair starts thinning. Yeah, don't don't wish that on me. Yeah, I'm not going to. All right. Sunday, we're back to our regular scheduled programming. Are we or are we going on Monday night? All right, let's discuss. We, we got to figure both. that out. Okay, we got to figure we that both, out. But definitely okay. Sunday. Let's pregame this thing. We'll see okay. you guys Sunday. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Peace.